Well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I've been gifted today to be standing on the balcony here at Healesville, Healesville, Victoria, looking out on the magnificent, magnificent snowy mountains, I think they're called at this point or something, but the beautiful hills of Healesville. And, uh, well, it brings back some fabulous memories because when I was in the Boy Scouts, I used to come camping up here with the boys uh, and a troop and sing Akela, we'll do our best. <laughs> and here I am a few years later standing on a balcony of a five-star resort uh, watching the kangaroos hop around the garden, uh, looking at the magnificent stillness of uh, the pond uh, and, uh, and of course sunrise over these just extraordinary extraordinary hills and you don't get these sorts of hills anywhere else in the world it's such a victorian um, area and of course nearby here is where all the floods have been in melbourne so i guess there's been a degree of hardship in this area of the world but of course we've benefited from it because it's as green as green And I'm just soaking up a lovely cup of coffee. Yesterday, uh, the reason I'm here is I was talking to a group of very inspiring and <coughs> very beautiful people, perfectly led, uh, a group of people who are fully enthusiastic about their work and engaged and, and for the most part, really healthy. And uh, I, I, it was just so inspiring for me to be amongst a a collective of people that are on this pretty much on the same page and enthusiastic to stay there um, it makes it so easy as a presenter because you can just lower your guard and just speak from your heart and um, and they will all enjoy it not long after my presentation I uh, came back to my room went for a walk watched the kangaroos again and watched the Sun go down and uh, I met a couple of the attendees who, who weren't at the drinks. Um, and funny enough, w one of them said, oh, I had a question for you. And the other one said, uh, had a comment. And she said, um, my faith agrees with everything you said. And uh, uh, she announced uh, her Christian heritage. And I was so happy that I hadn't poked her in the eye in the process of talking about what I talk about, about nature. I was so thankful that I had not contradicted or made her feel that I was anything else but endorsing uh, religious values uh, because that's obviously not ever my intention. Uh, the w reason I use nature's laws as a, a metaphor and a model for teaching is that it's inclusive of everything, whether it's Hindu or Buddhist. And of course, it's very easy when I'm talking about Nepal and the Sherpas and the Himalayas to bend everything a little bit toward the, the Buddhist side of things, Tibetan Buddhism, but that's not ever the reason I use the Himalayas as a metaphor. <coughs> 
Overall, we, yesterday, uh, just to give it uh, some context, we were talking about self-leadership and <coughs> at the core of self-leadership, there are two different topics. One is the self and two is the leadership and knowing others. They are two very different topics. Being responsible for yourself means turning up and I use the acronym GIVE, Gratitude, Inspiration, Vision and Enthusiasm to inspire the ideas that there, there are ways, there are many process of arriving at self-leadership, many process, many languages, many ways to talk about it, whether it's Christian or Buddhist or Hindu or Islam or whatever, doesn't matter. There are many ways of arriving at self-leadership, but there are only a few ways of measuring whether you've actually arrived at it. And that, that is to, before work, sit at your desk, before you start, and ask yourself four questions. <coughs> Am I grateful? <coughs> That's the first one. Am I grateful for everything that's going on in my life, in all seven areas of life? Am I grateful? The second question we ask ourselves, <coughs> excuse me, am I here? Have I turned up? Am, have I arrived in this moment? Or is there something dragging my mind into the future, worrying about it? or dragging my mind into the past, fearing it, uh, or guilty about it? Is there anything that's taking me out of this present moment? Uh, you can hear in the tone of my voice right now, there's a bit of a frog, and that's because I had a couple of glasses of red wine last night before I went to bed. Um, <clears throat> and I could be standing here going, oh gee whiz, I've got a little bit of a sore throat from drinking, boo-hoo and therefore living in the past. Or I could be saying, gee whiz, in uh, 30 minutes time, I've got a, a car picking me up to take me to Melbourne. Gee whiz, I better hurry. And I could, by either of those thought process, lose the presence of this moment in time. So that's the second metric. The third metric is, <clears throat> am I absolutely confident in my vision of the future? Now, one of the things that we've always talked about at Inner Wealth is the seven areas of life. Seven areas of balance, seven areas of vision. And it's quite easy when you go to work to say, what's my vision at work? And get very narrow-minded about it and say, well, it's to get the day's work done. I hope those birds in the background are so great for you because I love them. So, the the vision is of the future. Am I clear, not, not certain of manifesting it, but am I clear on it? Do I know what I wish? You know the Walt Disney song, If I Wish Upon a Star? And I think that part of us, that imagination, that strength, is, is the part that gets lost when something goes wrong. It's the first thing we lose. Most people think we lose gratitude first or lose presence first, but it's not. The first thing that gets lost when something goes wrong is our vision. We become very uh, repair mode 
focused, uh, recuperative. And when we're in recuperation, it's understandable we would lose our vision because this moment in time, this problem, this issue that we have, becomes our core focus. When a person loses their vision of the future, they become depressed, they become hopeless, they become helpless, they become distressed, panicked, they become overwhelmed, they become, because everything that's happening is happening without context. Putting everything we do in our day in context to our vision means that we're, we, we, we have a sense of control, we have a sense of strength, we have a sense of endurance. And uh, I told a funny story yesterday about being on my bike turbo the day before I came to Melbourne doing um, an F, what they call a, 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 the four level test in Sufferfest and it's a really hard process, I promise you this. And anyway, I'm halfway through it and my self-talk voice is going, stop, don't do it, there's no need, this is a waste of time, why are you doing this, why, why are you doing this, how come this is a waste of time, you're not very good at it, don't worry about it, forget it. And my inner voice is screaming. Now. I practice self-talk every day. I write it, I teach it, I develop it. And here's my inner voice screaming at me to stop doing my exercise on the balcony. And after, and I had to use the self-talk exercises over and over again. Motivate, instruct, reward. Motivate, instruct, reward. Parent, adult, child. Motivate, instruct, reward. And I had to use them with really aggressive thought process to, in order to stay on the bike because it's hard, and, and the reason that it got hard, when I thought about it later, why was it so hard? Why did the negative self-talk come up? And the answer was, I have forgotten why I even do this bike on the turbo thing. What, what am I doing there? Why am I riding a bike on a turbo, on a balcony at 5.30 on an afternoon, where I could be sitting down with Jess and the kids playing Una? or doing another podcast for you guys. Why am I on this bike? And the basic uh, reason that my self-talk was so negative and so loud in the negative was that I have forgotten why I'm doing what I'm doing. Now, why I go on a turbo and work so hard, that's my business, but it must have something to do with my vision. If it doesn't, I will sabotage it. We sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose or our vision. So that's going, I hope, into some clarity. The last of the give metaphor is the enthusiasm. When you sit at your desk in the morning and you're sitting there you ask yourself, am I enthusiastic? Am I enthusiastic for this? And if the answer to that question is no, stop. I think there is a limit as to how much narcissism and pleasure 
and gratitude and inspiration and vision we can cope with. I think there is a limit. I don't think you can have infinite gratitude, infinite inspiration and infinite vision. I think there's a limit and when we lose enthusiasm I think we've hit that limit and there's only one piece of fuel that can generate enthusiasm when gratitude is peaked inspiration we're turned up totally present and we have a really powerful vision and we're linking our day to that vision there's only one thing that can get us through the lack of enthusiasm and that is and that is purpose bigger than self enthusiasm is your youth Enthusiasm is your vitality. It's your fuel. It's your, it's your longevity. It's the youthfulness of your life. It's your well-being. It's, your, it's, it's not your discipline. It doesn't make you get up in the morning and five o'clock and go for a run. It doesn't. No, that's a different thing. That's gratitude, inspiration and vision. Enthusiasm is a different thing. It sits underneath, right underneath, right at the base of everything. In yoga, it's called the Kundalini. When we practice Tantra, which is the art of intimacy and sex, using yoga techniques we always talk about a reason to love the reason to be there bigger than self the reason to be intimate with somebody they bring in the Hindu language a Godhead into the conversation or in the Buddhist language the merging of the two they always go beyond pleasure beyond self beyond gratitude, inspiration and vision, they go beyond. And I think, therefore, when you sit at your desk of a morning and you say to yourself, am I enthusiastic? Do I feel young and vital and energized about the day ahead? The question is, do you have a purpose bigger than yourself for the day ahead? If it's about your pay rise and your family and your uh, future and your job and your, 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 there's, there's a powerful vision going to be there and there's a powerful motive to be inspired and there's a powerful opportunity to manage your mind. But the ultimate cap, the ultimate powerhouse is the word enthusiasm. So what I've done here is basically said, yes, there are many faiths and religions and sources of mental and emotional strength. Mine is a, a give metaphor for today, but the measure of them all, whether you are a Christian or a Hindu or a Buddhist or whether you use nature as I do or whether you use pharmaceuticals or whether you use uh, t other techniques, it's not important. The important thing is when you sit at your desk and you ask yourself, am I at a state of give? 
And if the answer is yes, start work. If the answer is no, grab a tool, do something. And last but not least, when you walk in the door at night, or when you walk from the lounge room to the kitchen, or when you walk from the office in the house to the, to the kitchen of the house, any time of the day, ask yourself, are you turning up with more energy or less energy than you had when you walked out? So if you go to the kitchen for a cup of coffee, go and sit at your desk and you walk back to the kitchen, are you more energized? When the kids come in the door, when someone interrupts, do you have more energy or less energy than you had at the start? Great work, great uh, mental self-leadership always will answer yes. I have more energy from doing work than I have from it, than I've lost. And if the answer to that is no, that is the ultimate acid test, the ultimate red flag as to whether your self-leadership process is working or not. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on the balcony at Healesville and uh, the sun is rising. The group that I taught yesterday are all going for their jogs and their runs before their big day at the office. I'm looking forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.